Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, July 5th. We hope you had a great 4th of July. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, city officials are considering privatizing St. Louis Lambert International Airport, which employs roughly 7,000. Many, including Kiana Jackson, are concerned about what leasing the city's largest asset would mean for their jobs. Will I still have a job? Are they bringing new people in? Would our rate of pay change? What's going to be the difference? St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports on airport workers' concerns and how city officials, along with the group shepherding the privatization process, are responding. First, the news. A rural hospital in southeast Missouri has a plan to stave off bankruptcy and keep its doors open. But, as St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports, the hospital says the U.S. Department of Agriculture is putting that plan in jeopardy. Iron County Medical Center and Pilot Knob filed for bankruptcy protection last year. The hospital, located 85 miles southwest of St. Louis, met with creditors and laid out a plan to stay open. That includes deferring payments on a $7 million USDA rural development loan for five years. Joshua Gilmore is the CEO at Iron County. He says he doesn't understand why the USDA is opposed. I mean, we keep the doors open for the long term. Everybody wins. The patients win. This region wins. We're able to provide services to people that otherwise would not be able to receive the services. The USDA directed questions on the matter to the Department of Justice, which did not respond to requests for comment. The issue will head back to court in August. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Big Brothers Big Sisters of Eastern Missouri has launched a new mentoring program that matches first responders with youth in St. Louis, The Big Responders Initiative is recruiting firefighters, paramedics, and police officers to be mentors. Linda Robinson is the director of volunteer recruitment at the local branch of the organization, and she says the mentoring program is not meant to save youth. It's about giving them new experiences. We all just need someone to come in and show our youth something different, to let them know, you know, hey, I got you, I'm there for you, and you're going to be successful. Robinson hopes pairing first responders with youth will help build trust with communities of color. She says there are more than 600 waiting for mentors throughout St. Louis City and County as well as St. Charles County. Catholics in Quincy will honor the 122nd anniversary of Father Augustine Tolton's death tomorrow. As St. Louis Public Radio's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson reports, Tolton was the nation's first black priest. Father Augustine Tolton was born into slavery in Missouri in 1854. He and his family narrowly escaped to Quincy, but they still experienced racism when they got there. St. Peter Catholic School was one of the few places that accepted Tolton as a student. And now a mile-long pilgrimage procession will start near a statue of Father Tolton outside that very school. Father Darren Zanely with the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois says Tolton's perseverance is an example the world needs today. When met with outright prejudice and bigotry, he didn't respond with yelling and screaming and complaints, but he responded with gentleness, with patience, and with love. Zane Lee says a push to canonize Tolton as a saint is underway. I'm Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, St. Louis Public Radio. 
The city is considering leasing St. Louis Lambert International Airport to a private operator. An advisory group that has been meeting for about a year is close to putting out a request for qualifications. But the roughly 7,000 workers at the airport have big concerns about what a private operator would mean for their jobs. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff attended a recent community outreach meeting where consultants for the privatization effort answered questions. If you have a question about airport privatization, go ahead and write it on one of the cards at your table. About 50 people gathered at a recent neighborhood association meeting in St. Louis Hills to hear from Fly 314, the consultants guiding the privatization process. It's one of several public meetings held over the last few months that have given residents a chance to ask questions about a process that some have criticized for a lack of transparency and conflicts of interest. One of the first questions I have is, during a Q&A session, residents questioned everything from who's footing the bill to how it could impact the city's budget and whether ananyone would lose their job. Fly 314's communications manager Douglas Petty responded by saying no jobs will be lost, but he also pointed out that it's too early to determine the impact of privatization. Everything here is if nothing is definite other than where things are. Now. Kiana Jackson, who depends on the airport for a steady paycheck, says she wants more definite answers. She's attended a few of these meetings and still has questions. Will I still have a job? Are they bringing new people in? Would our rate of pay change? What's going to be the difference? Jackson has worked an overnight shift at the airport since January, cleaning bathrooms and pulling trash off the concourse. She's employed by Regency Enterprises Services, a private company that negotiates worker contracts with the SEIU Local One Union. She and lots of other workers are worried. We know right now we don't feel like it's the best thing for the workers because we don't know their plans. St. Louis Alderwoman Shamim Clark Hubbard's 26th Ward isn't far from the airport. She says she's been fielding concerns from workers since the aldermanic elections earlier this year. I still get a call, an email, a text or something daily from somebody saying, please protect us. Please make sure they know how we feel. Please listen to us. Please don't let this happen. You know, whatever this is going to be. About 500 airport workers are city employees. And Clark Hubbard says many are worried about losing the protections and benefits they have as civil service employees. Mayor Leta Krusen says there's nothing for workers to worry about. She says it's within the city's control to require potential bidders to honor and renew collective bargaining agreements. Well, there's always change, but I don't think anyone's going to lose their job over this. And for those people who say, and I, some people have expressed to me that, well, they don't want to work for another company, they just want to work for the city. For those people who feel like that, we'll find a spot for them in the city. She says there are over 1,000 open jobs in other parts of city government. But most of the 7,000 airport employees don't work for the city. Kevin McNatt is the president of Unite Here Local 74, a union representing about 400 airport food and beverage workers employed by HMS Host. McNatt feels unions have been shut out of the process. His biggest concern is that once contracts expire, there will be no guarantee that a new company will honor the union's collective bargaining power. Contracts for the workers he represents are up this fall first place that they're going to try to make cuts is with the workers. Our folks have good wages, good benefits, health insurance, and pensions out there. Petty, Fly314's communications manager, says unions are used to going back to the drawing board to negotiate, and working with a private operator should be no different. 
And he says it wouldn't make sense for an operator to slash jobs. If you think about it from a practical perspective, if you were buying out a business, could you go in and eliminate everything? Because if that were to be the case, the whole business falls apart. Mayor Krusen says the city will put out an RFQ for bidders for the airport lease soon, but details are hard to come by. During a recent airport advisory working group meeting, members went into closed session to discuss the status of the RFQ and negotiations with the airlines, which has already been delayed by two months. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.